We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Early childhood trauma can be daunting. Those painful experiences can be hard to give to God. Amen. First Peter five and seven casting. What cares? How much is all casting all cares, including what happened to you as a child? All cares. If you don't cast all cares, your cares will begin to alter the way you treat people. Yes, it will. You will be on what I call a cycle of sin. Yeah. Every so often, you're going to get the can't help it's sin issue because of a childhood trauma. And you'll keep falling. You'll think less of yourself because you fall at a certain time every year or two. You'll think less of yourself because you can't, you feel you can't overcome this struggle. And it can be because of the childhood trauma that came into your life, affected you, and you don't properly know how to cast it away. Y'all got that? Yeah. And the, the worst part about the sin cycle is sometimes the sin cycle can lead to some pretty bad consequences. Amen. Children out of wedlock can happen in these cycles. You know, uh, uh, unwanted pregnancies happen in these cycles. Uh, you know, just you make some crazy decisions in a sin cycle. If you can make a good decision, you'd avoid the cycle. So you make some crazy decisions and do some things that could affect your forward progress and how you live as a believer. Are y'all listening? So that's why God said, you better cast them all upon me for he cares for you. Cast them all. How much is all again? All on you, on him. When people violate us or take advantage of us, it can cause bitterness to take root. Hebrews 12, 15. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up does what? Trouble you. Thereby many be what? The root can trouble you to where you begin to defile many. You affect many lives with a bad decision based on trauma. Are y'all listening to me? I'm not expecting a whole lot of amens because this is some sensitive material I'm dealing with. Amen? Deep-seated anger and low esteem can gravely affect the way we view God, which hinders our willingness to cast our cares on him. So, when it's deep-seated anger for what happened or low esteem, it changes how you view God. Yes, it does. And you're not willing to really cast your cares upon a God that you don't trust. Yeah, I said it. I know we don't like to talk like that. No, man, that's God. I have to trust him. Well, you need to trust him, but, you, but a lot of times you don't. You don't trust him. People don't read the word because they don't trust God. Some people read the word and don't trust God. They read the word because they're supposed to. 
Baptist preacher one time tell me, he's like, man, that's all I do. I'm just in the word, man. I just, I just in the word. I'm just, mm, mm, mm. I said, dude, your son is in jail. Go talk to him. Your daughter is a freak. Go talk to her. No, man, I mean, God, God can take care of it. I'm just in the word always. 24-7, his wife said, yeah, he's in the word 24-7. Say, did you catch the football game? Man, how can I watch a football game when I'm in the Word? In the Word, just. And his kids are crazy. But he's using the Word as an excuse to not go deal with his family. Yeah, he's using the Word. Using it. Man, God ain't going to come down here and keep your son from going to jail. That's your job, man. Amen. Your sons are your responsibility, men. Amen. And your daughters are your responsibility. Men. Men. Your wife is your responsibility. Men. Your wife ain't responsible for nothing but being a woman. Everything else is your responsibility. Man. Can I preach in here? Yeah. So a lot of men, uh-oh, single men. You knew it was coming. They, they cannot get married because they can't do that. They can't take care of a family. They're scared of it. That's the problem. Scared of the idea of being that responsible for a family. And it's probably a lot of times because of what they saw growing up. And they saw failure. And it looked hard. And so they don't, they don't want no parts of that. So they're coming here unmovable all day long. Man, I ain't finna marry nobody because I ain't gonna take care of them. Yeah. But the man is responsible for all of this. Even the deep-seated anger and low esteem in his wife, the man is responsible for that. You're supposed to give her an esteem boost. She should feel better just because you're there. Standing next to you ought to raise her esteem. Amen. Amen. She shouldn't be trying to get cute so some other men will say something. First Thessalonians 5 and 9. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain what? Salvation by Lord Jesus. So God did not ordain or did not, does, does not desire for you to be angry and wrathful. Okay? He wants to save you from that. But you got to give it to him. Amen? In order to be saved from it, you have to give it to him. Many times we do not trust God with our troubles because we doubt his ability to care or have concern. Let me ask. I read that all wrong. Hold on. Many times we do not trust God with our troubles because we doubt his ability to care or have concern for us. We feel that if he is God, then why didn't he protect us? Yeah. So when childhood trauma comes, especially when it's of a sexual nature, whether it's molestation, rape, abuse, whatever, whatever, whatever. God is the one that's going to help you. God is the only one that can help you. 
But if you're angry at God because he didn't protect you, you're not going to trust him to help you. Yeah, you can be angry at God. You can be angry at your father, your mother for not being there and protecting whatever the case. And it's going to hinder how you allow God to deliver you from things. Y'all still with me? James 1 and 13. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempteth he any man. God did not allow somebody to do that to you. To put a, put a stumbling block in your way so when you got older, you'd have a ministry about it. That's why I have a problem with folks that's got a ministry based on something bad that happened to them. I mean, just pop up with a ministry because of what you, you, you used to be gay. Now you got an anti-gay ministry. That's foolishness. You weren't supposed to be gay. How you got a ministry about something you shouldn't have been doing? All the ex-crackheads. I, I used to be a crackhead. Now I just go to the crack houses and preach. <laughs> They ain't going to listen to you unless you come with some what? Crack. They ain't listening to you. They looking right through you. See, and God, God delivered me from crack. They used to call me the crack. used to be calling me, man. They be looking like. You better come with some crack. No, ain't nobody showing up for service. <laughs> or some nutmeg. <laughs> but why do people do that? Why are you starting a ministry over something you should not have been doing? Gee, I used to, I, I, I was just a town slut. I, I slept with 400 women. And now I'm teaching all the men how to not do what I did. First of all, nobody should know that. Nobody should know your list. Why are you telling that as a testimony? And start the ministry about it. I don't do that no more. So <laughs> I'm going to show you how to get delivered from it. I don't want you showing me nothing nasty. But God isn't doing this stuff. It's the devil. Just the devil. The devil made you sleep with all the women. So you can't start a ministry for something that the devil did through you. Won't we just use the Bible and talk against the devil? Any devil, whether it's the crackhead demon or the promiscuous demon, it's still a demon. Can we just talk about demons? How are you going to lift yourself up for some sin you was in? I don't, I never understood that. Sometimes we have, we have faith in Christianity because, no, sometimes we lose faith in Christianity because those that claim to be Christians did not protect us. So when you were violated at a young age and your mama was Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized, up testifying, all that, and she didn't catch it, You'll blame your parents. And anger will set in because you would, you'd be 
trying to figure out why didn't somebody protect me? So you wonder, well, where was you when this happened? Yeah, but there's an easy remedy for this. I mean, have you caught everything? Has anything happened under your watch? Then shut up. Humans, man, stuff happens. Amen. Catch some stuff, can't catch others. My mama caught some stuff that, that could have changed my life. She caught it. Some stuff she didn't catch because she's human. Amen. You think she wasn't praying for her kids and trying to guard her house? She was. But some stuff, now some stuff is obvious though. I mean, you can't just leave your kids anywhere. Uh-oh. That's obvious. Every cousin and nephew can't spend a night. That's obvious. That's some obvious stuff right there. You got to protect your children. No crazy Willie, nickname is Taz, he can't come stay. He get to spin around, mess everything up in the house. He can't stay. He can't stay over. And if he's playing with the kids, he's playing in an open room where we all sitting. Because he got a problem because his parents be watching stuff they shouldn't watch. I'm preaching in this. Yeah, they watch it in front of him. So he's acting it out. So when he come over, it's a whole other, we, we, gotta, we, have to, we have a way that the kids have to play when Lil' Will is there. Can I preach in here? I know I'm telling the truth. Every uncle in art can't, 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 can't spend a night. Don't care if they're in town and don't have nowhere to stay. There's a reason they don't have nowhere to stay. Don't nobody want them to stay with them. Yeah, now that's some stuff you need to see. When you get that unction from the Lord, he wake you up in the middle of the night and tell you something. You need to pay attention to that. Oh, you're going to get the unction now. Amen. But sometimes we lose faith in the whole process of Christianity because somebody missed something and we blame them for it. Proverbs, I mean, uh, Psalms 118 and 8. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in who? in man so our confidence can't be in man anyway we can't be mad at man because man didn't see something we do our best to protect what is ours but sometimes you didn't catch it amen but this is why we bathe our children in the gospel of jesus christ from birth anyway so that if something does happen they're gonna open their mouth and tell you there ain't gonna be no secret the enemy loves to set up camp in our lives through these traumatic situations. He will use them to hold us down as long as he can. We must cast away these cares in order to what? Progress. First Peter 5 and 8, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion is doing what? Walking about what? Seeking whom he may devour. He's walking around you trying to do something to cause you to do something to hurt yourself. Oh, yeah. I was talking to somebody the other day. We were talking about the church, and I was saying, you know, devil just walking around everybody in the church trying to make you find something about the church to upset you or hurt you or something so that you will lose confidence in it and eventually leave it. That's his job. He wants you out of here because you're getting truth in here. 
Y'all believe y'all getting truth in here? So he's going to use every opportunity and exploit everything to try to get you out of here. Right? The thing you have to remember is that your pastor hasn't changed. I'm preaching the same way I was when I started five years ago. I have proof of it. Download the podcast and take a listen. Same yells, same jokes, same length. Only thing changing might be my size. I get big, then I get small, and I get big, then I get small. But the message <laughs> has been consistent. Me and Elder was talking about it yesterday at breakfast, and I was telling her, I was like, dude, Here's how you know it's the devil, because when you come to me huffing and puffing, mad at something I said, jaws tight, all of that, the first thing I'm going to say is, did I change? Have I said anything different than what I've always said? So then if it's not me, what changed? And so, I, you know, I just, I don't change like that. So don't come to me, pastor, I have a problem. Then how? What? Then what changed? Who changed? It's not me. Something about your life has changed. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. So you don't let the devil change you. He's walking around trying to get your heart to change. You feel start feeling some kind of way about something that you didn't feel before. That's change. A year ago, you were standing up here. Me and my wife were just talking about that. Standing up here, I'll take a bullet for you, pastor. Everybody that said they take a bullet for me is gone. Please don't say that. Don't say you do. Don't, you don't, don't say nothing. Just, just come. Won't you just, just show up? That's enough. Don't make no promises. So Jesus told Peter, Peter, oh, God, I'll die. I'll die. He said, bruh. In a little, in a little while. Amen. In a, just a little while. For the cock, cock crows three times. You're going to deny me. So shut up. He will use them to hold us down as long as he can. We must cast away these cares in order to what? The first step to casting away deeply rooted pain is to understand that the devil uses people and has used who? Us. To hurt people as well. The first step in casting away deeply rooted pain is to think about the deeply rooted pain you caused. What have you done deceitful and deceptive that has caused pain to someone? Luke 22 and 3. Then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, being of, being of the number of the twelve. Bible tells us, then entered who? Satan jumped into Judas. So we have to realize that the devil jumped into somebody that caused them to hurt you. And the devil jumped in you a time or two and caused you to hurt others. Amen. Now, don't you get sanctimoniously sanctified on me. 
and talk about what evil you have never done. You've done something. Yes, you have. The devil has used you before. Just like he used Judas. He's used you before. So we can't point our finger at others without pointing four back to us. Amen. We've done stuff. So just just forgive because we can't carry deeply rooted pain for what someone did to us without looking at what happened, what we've caused to happen to others. Amen. Amen. Our post-traumatic actions have harmed people just like we were harmed. Consequently, those that violated us were acting out what happened to them. So when you look at it like that, when they went through the molestation, whatever they went through, abandonment, neglect, abuse, whatever they went through, when they acted it out on you, they were acting out what happened to them. And they didn't sit in a church where a pastor would deal with that. They were probably at a church where, I mean, if a flea jumps hard enough, the organs start. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what they come to church for. They wear special shoes. Yeah. Y'all glad to be here this morning? Y'all got to be in this morning. Hey, uh, 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 uh. I mean, just that quick. It could just jump off just like that. Yeah. 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 Preacher, get up or y'all, I'll be preaching from Luke. 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 And just jump off. Yeah, that's it. Uh, preach. Luke, preach. Luke, preach. Ah, ah, ah. Ah. Half of them in there been raped, molested, kicked to the curb. And that's the only way they know how to deal with it. It's not always their fault. It's some of these jive pastors' faults. Bro, can you get in there and study the word and turn the TV off? You don't have nothing to preach. All he got to say is, Luke. Why, why stretch out the hell? Luke. Luke. When you go read a book, man. Ain't nobody dealing with nothing. So they didn't have any. So they go home. They're dealing with pain and hurt and trauma. They don't know what to do. And they end up acting it out because nobody, nobody said anything. Mm, they're only acting out what happened to them. Matthew 6 and 14. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will do what? Man, God is not going to forgive you until you forgive. So you got to forgive those that violated you. Understand that they were operating, the devil was using them. 
We must see things as God sees them in order to deal with it. We must be willing to be merciful to others if we are to receive the same grace that we need it extended toward us. Amen. Look at somebody say merciful. Now, merciful don't mean you just sit back on your high chair, judge everybody, but then say, but I forgive them. No, mercy comes when you stop judging everybody. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, you get off the high horse, the position you taken that's running off any anyone that wants to care about you. You're being judgmental because you were hurt. I forgive them. I forgive. forgive that, forgiving isn't in, in about what you say. That's behavioral. We know you ain't forgave nobody by the way you act. We know your actions are showing that you have not forgiven. And it shows in your behavior how you treat people, how you view people. Romans 5 and 8. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were what? While you were still crazy, Christ died. He died for us because we were all sinners and we needed him. People that violated you need Christ just like you need him. Look at somebody and say, get over it. Get over it. You have children now. If it's affecting you and changing your behavior, it's going to change how your child develops. Summary. Dealing with past trauma and offenses can be the hardest thing to do in our walk with Christ. These issues can alter our behavior and thought processes so much so that we will continually find ourselves in a backslidden state if we are not careful. When we are raped, molested, abused, or abandoned, we tend to lose our worth in our own eyes. These violations shift our focus, which results in deviant behavior, anger, rage, and bitterness. We must deal with this trauma by first forgiving those that harmed us and then making sure we do not repeat our own history. God has given us a chance to do things better than what occurred in our lives. So we must be sober and vigilant in doing so. We must protect our families from these traumatizing experiences and ensure their safety. This is how we overcome our own issues. When we deal with the trauma by cutting off its ability to alter our decision making, then we have truly cast our cares upon God. I'm going to say that last part again. By cutting off its ability to alter our decision making. That's what it was done for. The devil knew if he could violate you at a young age, it's going to alter your choices when you grow up. So when we deal with the trauma by cutting off its ability to alter our decision making. You know how you alter your decision making? Sitting in a church like this where a preacher is preaching straight up against your flesh. Straight up against what your flesh wants to do. Straight up against what your carnal mind is saying. That's how you cut off its ability to alter your decision making. Yeah, that's how you do it. So we have to learn 
how to deal with trauma by cutting off its ability to alter so it no longer messes with our decision making. Amen? That's the answer. Stay here. Let a message challenge you. Let it charge you up. Let it punch you out. Let it get to you. Let it embarrass you. Let it hurt your feelings. Let it dig its nails in your back. Scratch you. Claw you. Let the word do what the word does. Let, if I'm going to get cut, I'd rather it be a two-edged sword of the gospel that cuts me. I don't want the world cutting me because when the world cuts you, it may be fatal. I don't need bad decisions and consequences to cut me. I'd rather the word do it in advance. Ephesians 4 and 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another. Tenderhearted. Doing what? Doing what? Forgiving one another. Even as God, for Christ's sake, has done what? Forgiven you. Everyone stand to your feet. You've been listening to a true church perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at www dot exministries dot com